Hey friends, welcome to our podcast, Singled Out for Purpose. I'm Kristen. And I'm Megan. Journey along with us as we find purpose. Are you ready? Let's go. We are back. It feels like it has been forever. It does. It's been, we took a break. Or we're attempting to take a break. Right. Thinking that we would have things prepared and, you know, be caught up on some things. That that wasn't necessarily the case. Yeah, I feel like, um, speaking for myself, I was busier during our break than I was before the break. I agree. So, me. yeah, my attempt at taking a break and getting refreshed did not work out how I intended it to. No, we had planned to have like three episodes already ready. No, that didn't happen either. (laughs) But hey, here we are. We're back. We're excited to be back. Yes, still a little busy. Yeah, definitely busy. We have a lot going on. Um, June is when we have camp meeting at our church, um, June 22nd through 24th. So, hey, if you're in our area, or even if you're not in our area. Right. Take some vacation days. Come Come, on down to Mississippi. Come see us. Yes. (laughs) Um, it's, it's going to be incredible. A great time of fellowship. Awesome preaching. Yeah. Phenomenal speakers. Right. Um, we have... Hey, good food. Yeah, we You're serve. in the South. You know we know how to cook down here. <laughs> we serve it after every service at our Family Life Center. And we've added something a little new this year. We have a coffee shop. Yes, and it is so adorable. You just have to come see it. And the coffee is wonderful quality. It's so rich in flavor. Hey, it's blessed and anointed by God. Oh, praise him. <laughs> no, for real. It's some really good coffee. Um, Great time of fellowship. Just, hey, come see us. We will be there. We'll be looking for you. So Yes. So, Kristen, how have you been? What's been on your mind? Whew. Well, I've been busy. Yeah. <laughs> But, speaking about what has been on my mind, I have kind of had this thought going through my mind for the past week, and um, I shared a little bit of it with you earlier, but I've just been thinking on how when the children of Israel were wandering in the wilderness, and how God had promised them Canaan land. He had given them the promise that they would go in and live in houses they did not build, that they would eat of vineyards they did not plant. Um, He had promised them all these wonderful things, and then they go to spy out the land, and we know how when the spies came back, the majority of them gave an evil report, and they were like, we can't do it. We're like grasshoppers in their eyes. You know, there's giants, and... They saw all of the good, yeah. but then they saw the giants that were there, and they were like, we can't do this. Even though they had already seen God do so many wonderful miracles, and God had delivered them from the hands of the Egyptians. Right. They had seen the horse and his rider drowned in the sea, like, to see no more. I mean, God had already delivered them with a mighty hand. And why wouldn't he why would he not provide this? Like 
how how can you go from seeing all of these phenomenal miracles and then turn around and be scared? But you know, I feel like we're still that way. Amen. Because you think, just think back over your life and your walk with God and how you can think back and you have testimonies in your life of where God has done things for you, where God worked a miracle in your life or God worked this situation out. Like, you know that God did it. Right. And yet you come to another trial. Mm -hmm. You come to another situation and you're like, God, can you do this? Are you going to do this for me? And you, I mean, okay, I do that. No, you are not not the only one, I promise you. Because, like, you feel feel like, okay, that's been conquered. And there's that, like, contentment. Just that that little in-between before you get another, you know test and trial and you're like oh my goodness I don't know how I'm gonna make it (laughs) I know and I just just to think of that I I, I just go back to the story so many times I don't know what it is about this particular story in the Bible but I catch myself going back and reading it over and over and just and thinking on it a lot I feel like it's relatable yes very much so it and to think that God provided for them when they were in the wilderness. Right. Like, he provided them food daily. Yep. Their clothes didn't wear out. Their shoes didn't Right. I mean, they he, grew into them. They grew with them. And, you know, he's leading them by day, leading them by night. They're seeing all these signs, wonders, miracles. Yeah. Just. They got comfortable with it. Yeah. And I think we can also be that way. Oh, yeah. You know, be content with God. We're getting fed. We go to church or we're getting fed. We're living in the blessings of God. God's providing. You know, I'm making it. My bills are being paid. Right. I'm just living life. But then there's so much more that we could have. Yeah, or tap into. Yes. And I don't want to be content where I am. I don't want to be happy wandering in the wilderness. Amen, sister. I want to go in and possess the land. Right. Manna is good for a season to sustain you before going into the promise. Right. But I want that milk and honey. Yeah, girl. (laughs) And grapes. And then I think about when the time came for the children of Israel to go into the promised land. Just the way God, you know, they were so afraid of the giants. Yeah. And that was the, you know, that caused them to fear and to doubt. And so they didn't go in. And then when, years later, when God allowed them to go in, just the way that he brought victory. Right. It was unconventional. It, it, to, yes. For us, I mean, you couldn't you couldn't think of that on your own. No. I mean, who, who was, like, I gave the example um, when we were kind of discussing it, but if you... If there's a house that's promised to you, but someone's currently living in it, one thing you are not fisting to do is to march around that land. I mean, unless, of course, the Lord tells you to, but that's not something you're just going to do on your own. And not only march around it one day, multiple days. Right. You know, can you imagine being um, 
one of the inhabitants of Jericho. <laughs> and, I mean, the Bible tells us that they clearly had houses on the walls. So, clearly, this was like a fortified city. <laughs> I mean, they had some kind of walls for there to be houses built on the tops exactly. of the walls. I would be looking down. But, like, I, yeah, think about it. You're looking down, and you see this flood of people. A lot of people, because th- there were not two or three little Israelites. Okay, there was. I mean, men, women, children, all of them. I like, and you know, this city was huge. In my mind, it is okay. If we could sit there and how have houses on the wall, I'm, I'm sure that it's there's not a block. <laughs> there's a Bible scholar out there that can tell us exactly how big Jericho was. But Absolutely. you know what? In my mind, it was a big place. When I read it, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking that's a little bit of a hype. To you be know, they were tired. <laughs> to be walking around the mall. And then had to be silent. And I just think, I guess I have a big imagination. Because I can picture myself there and I'm thinking, okay, can you imagine mm-hmm. that you're walking around this city and you get to that seventh day and you got to walk around it not one time, but we're going around this Seven. sucker. Seven times. Yes, girl. And you're marching. I'll be praying for sure. And I can just imagine that. Think, if you had children, and they're like, Mama, why are we walking around the city? And you know kids did that back then. They have not changed my head. (laughs) I'm so tired. What are we doing? Why are we doing this? Makes no sense. You know, someone was... I, I remember reading it one time, and I was like, you know someone was thinking it and we're human come on now not everyone's just jumping right into everything someone had to be thinking this don't make no sense because to us it did not girl you know that there were some that was like joshua has got us out here in the blazing sun right (laughs) walking around this city these people up here is looking down like what are these people doing? Probably making fun. Exactly. I can imagine. Laughing. Because you you think you're in a city that clearly, like I said, this had to be a fortified city. Right. Blocked off. You think that your city is secure. Mm-hmm. You're looking down on all these people. I'm, I mean, men, women, and children. Right. They don't have weapons that you can see. They're just walking around and you're thinking, what are they doing? And you know they're, they're they may be physically looking down on them, but they're also like like doing it in a snooty way like y'all are not fit to take this city. Walking ain't gonna do nothing. And this is I'm just okay, I'm just putting myself in that position. I which I would want to be on the Israelite side, you know, wondering, all right, Lord, oh, yeah. we trust in you. <laughs> but if I was on that wall, I would look them like Mm-mm, mm-mm, something wrong with these people until <laughs> so that wall starts falling and then, and then like, you're in trouble right you're on the wrong side of it but just just amazing I mean we know God is amazing right <laughs> and there's many other stories in the Bible where he proves time and time again that clearly he works things he always does things in ways that we can't think or imagine or that's not how we would do it right and he gets the glory out of it yes because i mean if they had went in and done it on their own and you know by their own hand and everything then then who gets the glory out of that and you know it's not just a testimony to the israelites 
you know, it's not just God's showing them and saying, look, I'm your God. Right. I'm going to make a way for you. I'm going to provide for you. Mm. I will prepare the way. Right. But it's also a testimony to the enemy that says, hey, they have a God. Yes, girl. Who is the King of Kings, right. the Lord of Lords. Like, I am God overall. Rahab understood it. Exactly. Yes. And just a side note, I remember not too long ago there were um there were bombs going off. Um they were sending them out of the Gaza Strip into Israel or towards Jerusalem, I believe. And then um they there was a reporter asked talking to someone who was in the Gaza Strip and they said, Why were you not successful in, you know, bombing the place you were aiming at? And do you know that their response was, and there's an article about this. The article said that their response was their God redirected the missiles. So it baffles me that, okay, like Rahab got it, right? But all these others just cannot seem to grasp. Like you have all this evidence, but you can't, you don't, you don't get it. But she did. Cause she was like, I'll hide the, I'll hide the spies. Yes. And, and she was protected during that time, but they went after what they were promised. Right. And even though it didn't make a lot of sense, Joshua was obedient. He said, look, this is what God said, do this is what we're going to do. Right. And God proved uh, once again <laughs> that, Hey, I'm God. And I do what I say I'm going to do. And it makes you wonder what story we would be reading had the Israelites possessed the land the first go-round. You know, yes. in the beginning when, they, the God, when God was like, I brought y'all from Egypt. I have prepared, you know, this land for you. I'm going to sustain you. Till we get there. Well, it's just scary that a whole generation, a whole generation of people missed it mm. because they were too afraid to go in and fight. Right. I don't want to be in a generation that misses out on the promises of God because I'm too afraid of, of seeing the things around me. Right. Because, you know, in the world we live in today, you can look around and there's giants in the land. Yes. And if we're not careful, we will allow it to cause us to fear and think, there's no way we can have revival. There's no way we can build a new church. Right. There's no way that we can do all of these things in today's society. Or the economy. In today, the way yeah. It is. Today's economy, like it seems impossible. Right. It seems like a mountain that can't be climbed. That excites me. But yes, like I want to have the mindset that you know what? Caleb and Joshua. We can yes. <laughs> I wanna be like Caleb, give me my mountain. Right, because I, I have waited on this. Give me my mountain. <laughs> right. And and the thing is, is it's amazing. See, this is bringing it to today's society. You know, we're um, they're talking about we're going into a recession. Probably at the end of July, we'll know. 
because it's two consecutive quarters if they're in the state that they're in as far as the economy's going then we'll be we'll be considered in a recession it's not going to be one that's going to send us into the great depression they think from what i have heard or you know caught well, up on i mean we this is not the first <laughs> yeah and the thing is this is the perfect time for god to move and show himself because we as americans we depend on us a lot of times to get up and go to work to make money to do well to get raises promotions our buy houses all these things but when you have an economy that can potentially like gas is going up gas is getting on up there it's getting girl yeah. it's the god i know <laughs> my uncle pulled up the other day and he was outside and he left his vehicles on vehicle on and i'm like um these are not vehicle even on gas prices you might want to if you're gonna stay a while more than 10 minutes you may want to cut it off but you know back i'm sorry but you know thinking back to stories that i've heard when i was younger just like people who lived through the great depression and different in time when times were hard right you know what we're spoiled today yep because when it gets down to it there's not a lot of times that we have to trust solely on god mm. we have so many outs if you want to call it call it that yeah you know you need some money go to the bank they'll lend you some money get a credit card right um you're hungry there's somewhere i mean there's food pantries there's multiple places you can go get a bite to eat if you need it you know yeah you need for for less yeah you need a ride hey somebody's gonna provide a ride for you yeah you need i mean it's just like we're you get sick go to the doctor yeah go to the hospital it was just back in those days they didn't have all of the opportunities available to them the way we have today. Right. They didn't have technology like we have. Right. They didn't have, uh, you know, pick up the phone and call someone and stuff happen right then. Like, there were times that they had no other alternative. It was God or nothing. Right. Like, God, if you don't do this for me, it's not going to happen. Exactly. In this economy that we're living in, things are not as comfortable for us right now. This is the time I feel like God can really shine and show his glory because we are going to be more dependent on him in those times. And say if you are building or if you are doing something that God has said, hey, do this. And it may seem scary because now's not the time that most people want to go out and purchase or build or buy and do absolutely not but that's the times that god's gonna say all right now's your time to step so as scary as it is because it is scary yeah when you when you go with your logical mindset this doesn't make sense it doesn't this is scary why would you do this (laughs) but there's another part it's exciting yeah because it's like what can God do exactly in this time? Because we know it's going to be a God thing. Right. Like, there's no doubt 
that when this happens, God did it. Exactly. And that is exciting to me. Me too. Just to see the handiwork of God in ways that I've heard my elders talk about. Right. In ways that I've heard, you know, back during the days of tent revivals, you hear about all the great signs and wonders and miracles and things that were done in the way. I remember hearing stories about preachers back in the day who would be and you know like we was talking about these gas prices this could <laughs> very easily happen to some of us today you know they would be driving from one town to the next to preach or to event you know and run out of gas yeah and I heard a story I don't remember where I heard it at now but it was a minister and this was years ago years and years ago um, maybe even during like the 30s or so so quite a while ago but there was a preacher who was preaching, and he was going from one town to the next, and he ran out of gas. And um, I don't know exactly how he prayed. I want to say he might have even put, um, God told him to put water in the gas tank. It was something along those lines. But he made it to where he was going on nothing. Like, it was a God thing. It was a miracle, but his car got there, mm-hmm. even though he was out of gas. I feel like I'm riding on prayer and fumes some days. <laughs> but, oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, the enemy will try to come in and, and make you doubt. Like with with different articles you'll come across saying this, this, that, and the other about the state of the economy and how gas prices are expected to be $7 by August. All these things... But at the same time, it's like, you know, God's going to do something incredible. Like, you know, there was, we had an evangelist not too long ago and he was telling the story of one of his church members that, um, in 2008, when there was a bit of a recession, he, God told him to kind of step out and start this trucking business. Well, right after that, like it, it got real bad and I, I'm I'm trying to remember the story best I can, but he said that he went. To, I think he went to his pastor, and his pastor was like, "You just keep doing." Well, all the other trucking business around him, they started closing down, so they had to sell to him. And today, his business has multiplied well beyond what he started. But things like that, stories like that, is what I so can see for God's people during right now, during the time where things are tight. But when we trust and step out, I can just see God doing so much for everybody, and it makes me so excited. Yes. <laughs> I get so excited. It's like we are not living on the world's economy. Exactly. We're on God's economy. Like, there is, just reminds me of going back even before the wilderness when they were still in Egypt and living in the land of Goshen. You know, all of these things were happening to the Egyptians, but the Israelites. Right. God was taking care of them. Could you imagine, though? Okay, so I remember reading, and I just kept thinking, I like, I'm not, I didn't, I wanted to research it and figure out about how the distance between there and Egypt was because Egypt was in darkness and they were in light. Could you imagine, like, looking over, like, oh, y'all dark over there, I see. <laughs> I would think that it wouldn't be a great distance apart. Yeah, I know. Because, I mean, they they were 
slaves to the Egyptians. Exactly. You know the Egyptians didn't have them that far off. <laughs> exactly. So I'm like, you know that was. But close. can you imagine being in Egypt and looking and over seeing light in the land of Goshen, and you're thinking, what is going on? Right. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. I was just thinking of you know because I was thinking on the. Israelite side. I mean, yeah. well, clearly we know eventually what the Egyptians were thinking because Pharaoh was like, y'all get out of here. <laughs> Bye. We are sick of this. Get on out of here. Yeah, but just, I mean, and the thing is, those were the miracles that they saw right before, you know, going into the wilderness and then going to possess the promised land. But hey, God took care of them. He did. And God's going to take care of us. Yes, he is. We may not know how. We may not understand how it's going to happen. But right. God will take care of you. He will provide. Yes. And in this time, um, not to be afraid to move from God's provision to God's promise. Right. Yes. Because you know what? God may be moving up on you to do something. And you think, right now, God? You sure? Of all times, you want me to do this right now? Have you read? You that want article? me to start that business right now? Have you read that article about the economy, Lord? <laughs> you want me to give that sacrificial offering right now? Okay. You want you want me you to, want me to go time? out of my way to pick up somebody for church, Lord? These gas, With gas like this? Mm-hmm. Hey, yeah. I'm just thinking that when you feel God moving on you to do something, and it's that sacrifice. God is going to just bless in ways that you can't even imagine. I know. Man, just coming from left, right. So, hey, keep living in the provision of God, but don't forget while you're living in the provision of God that there is a promise to be obtained. And don't be afraid to cross on over into that promise. Yes. But we hope you have all had a wonderful time while we were gone. Um, It feels like it's been quite a bit of time since we were here last. But we're back. Um, Hopefully we will be able to upload um, on a consistent basis here on out. Maybe a little spotty through the month of June just because there is so much going on. Right. But we will be uploading as much as we can. (laughs) Um, And... So, until next time. Bye.